Texas, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson with you on a Wednesday, getting you ready for Wake Forest. It's the first in the know Wednesday of the season for us as it's game week, Utah State football getting ready for their opponents. And on Wednesdays, we'll get you in the know. What are the coaches? What are the players saying? And uh, certainly from the other side of the coin, what are the opponents talking about? Kind of some opposition research, if you will, as to what Utah State's going to be facing in that given week. So we do that on Wednesdays, and today has been so much fun. It's gone on, It's gone by fast. Hearing from the players' perspective of how their team is, what their makeup looks like, what do they see out of Utah State. This hour, we'll continue that, except we'll hear more from the coach. Coach Dave Clausen has uh, been at Wake Forest for several seasons, and uh, he had some comments in his press conference this week about the Aggies and about his team. And uh, we'll also hear from Stan uh, Cotton. He is a play-by-play announcer for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, and he'll be joining me coming up at about 5.20 to uh, give us his perspective on their season so far. They had a quarterback battle in camp, and there's been some players that are going to be missing the opener because of injury. How significant are they? What kind of roles do they play? And uh, this is general assessment of what's gone on in Wake Forest and what might we see Friday night. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up a little bit later on this hour. Uh, also, another reminder that uh, Cash Valley Media Group's Preps Pick'em is going on. Uh, if you picked earlier in the week, there was a, a glitch in the system. They didn't include the Ridgeline game. That has since been rectified. So make sure you log back in and select who you think is going to win that game, Ridgeline at Farmington. Both teams are 2-0 and heading into this contest on Friday. So make sure you go and select which teams you think you're going to win. And this week's, I guess we'll call it the bonus game, as it's referred to, is the Mountain Crest Box Elder game. And in that one, you don't just select who you think is going to win. It's asking for a score. So it's used as kind of a tiebreaker, if you will, as it gets into it. But the whole contest, we appreciate the Logo Shop for sponsoring it. And the great work that they do, and it's a great place for booster clubs, for other people that are trying to get stuff together for their high school teams or competitive teams. So they logo all kinds of different things, great shirts and hats and everything else that you might need. But they're our presenting sponsor for this, making it happen. We appreciate their their partnership. But if you win it this week, if you have the best score, the highest overall score this week with your correct picks and how you did in selecting the score for the Mountain Crest Box Elder game, then you could win a $100 gift certificate to Complete Nutrition. And uh, by the way, they're having a a cool sale this week, 40% off your purchase of Prime Drive, which is an advanced energy and weight loss formula. So you can find that at Complete Nutrition, 1474 Main, uh, North Main in Logan. It's there in the Pine Crest Shopping Center. So, uh, again, highest score wins a $100 certificate to complete nutrition. So go check that out. we got games Thursday night, Logan versus Preston. We also have 
uh, Skyview versus Shelley. Uh, that's the, uh, the the second game of the doubleheader and the Rocky Mountain kickoff. So go check that out. $7 gets you into both games. And uh, then you can see uh, there's also a chance that you could win $100,000. So really cool chance to win some serious coin if you go there and you have a, a game program. Those are the two requirements. You have to be there and you have to have a game program. And then after that, you may get a chance to get called and go down and selected to uh, try a, your hand at a, a field goal, a long field goal. And if you make it, hundred grand. That's not too shabby. So those games are going on on Thursday. And then on Friday, uh, a lot of different games going on. Rich is at Bear Lake. Bonneville is at Bear River. Green Canyon is hosting Stansbury. Uh, Malad is hosting Marsh Valley. Westside is uh, hosting Firth. And as we mentioned, Ridgeline is at Farmington. And then Box Elder is at Mountain Crest on Friday. So a lot of games on Friday. It'll tally the scores, and we'll select the winner uh, over the weekend and announce who wins that uh, gift certificate. So it's a lot of fun. We appreciate those that are participating and uh, making their selections. You can see how others uh, are selecting different things after you make your picks. Uh, You can see how uh, some of our quote-unquote experts are doing. I'm not doing that great. Hope to uh, improve on that as we get going as the season continues on. But it's been a lot of fun. And the season is young, so still opportunities to get in and, and win some great prizes if you haven't uh, registered just yet. Well, the Utah State Aggies are getting ready for a big matchup at Wake Forest this Friday night. Uh, as we mentioned, and we'll continue to remind, though the releases say and the announcements say it's going to be on the ACC network, what we have determined, been able to determine so far from our various people that we know, other people that have reached out, uh, that game is not going to be available on the ACC network on Friday. Unless something dramatically changes last moment, and if it does, we'll be sure we'll be one of the first to pass that along. But uh, you can see it on YouTube TV. Now, that does it is a subscription service, but they do offer a free seven-day trial. So sign up for it for a few days, cancel it, um, and uh, because Utah State won't, doesn't have any other games scheduled to be on YouTube TV that we're aware of. Uh, also, Hulu t- Live TV, they do sports um, that's similar. They, I think they have a, a, a short window of time where you can do a free trial, but then it goes into a subscription. You have to pay a monthly fee. Sling TV does something similar. So it's, it's not on television, but it is online. And so find somebody that has a, a, a good computer screen or something that can hook up to your television, and that's going to be the way to watch the Aggies on Friday. A lot of us are going to be paying attention to a few key areas in this matchup on Friday. How well does the Utah State offensive line match up against the, that uh, Wake Forest defense? Now, Wake Forest has a defensive line that has one really, really good player, a guy that's on some watch lists, and he's uh, got some people paying attention to him. Um, actually, no, he's not on some watch list. I was thinking of their uh, cornerback. But still, Boogie, as, is, as they call him, uh, he is their defensive end that does have experience. He's one of the few guys who does have experience. But other than that, it's kind of a young defensive front for Wake Forest. Uh, but they do have a great linebacker. They have some really good cornerbacks. And so can the Aggies keep 
Boogie Basham maintained and contained. Uh, he was one of the top guys in tackles and tackles for loss and sacks for their team last year, and he's coming back. But uh, their coach, uh, Coach uh, Dave Klassen, spoke to the media earlier this week and talked about his defensive line, how well they're coming along, because there is some youth and experience. They did have an injury there. Uh, Tyler Williams is uh, not going to be part of the lineup this week. It's already been announced. So how is that defensive line coming together, and what kind of threat could they pose for the Aggies? I mean, I I like our defensive line. They're talented. I think we're playing, you know, in the past we played young guys because we had nobody else. I think in this case we're playing young guys because they're good, and, and that's a big difference. I mean, Ja'Cory Johns has had an outstanding camp. Uh, Shamar McCollum uh, is certainly not your typical freshman. Rondell Bothroyd was probably ready to play last year. Um, very many times we were close to taking the red shirt off of him and even got him in a few games. Um, so th- those are the three younger guys. And, and Royce Francis just has a motor that he goes and goes and goes. So um, of that group, I feel th- they're ready to play. Now they're going to make game one mistakes. I think we all saw that uh, you know, last Saturday, that game one's um, mistakes happen. You know, this isn't pro football that there were four preseason games. This is the first game we're out there that they're keeping score and it counts. And, uh, you know, game ones are, are typically maybe a little sloppier games. Um, you know, we're certainly going to make some mistakes. You just hope it's not the ones that give up big plays. So, yeah, that'll be the key is how well do they adapt? Uh, how well does Utah State do to try to confuse them, try to draw them off sides defensively with a hard count, the rush up to the line, and then back off, uh, try to goad them into some mistakes. But, you know, Boogie Basham, he's a redshirt junior, great player coming back. But beyond that, Bergen is a sophomore. Uh, Rondell Bothroyd is a redshirt freshman. Ja'Cory Johns is a redshirt freshman. So it's a young group that's uh, that's in the mix. Interesting comments from Coach uh, Colossen, though, about how he feels like they may be young, but they are talented. Um, but uh, So the key will be how well does Utah State try to take advantage of that or try to confuse them and to make, uh, make them create some bad decisions or get into some bad spots. Uh, additionally, um, he uh, Coach Glossen says that this is this is an interesting early test for his team. Uh, openers, as we mentioned, sometimes for Power Five schools are tune-ups, and they go up against lower-level competition or teams that aren't going to threaten them too much because they like to use those moments to fine-tune their rotations. Uh, it's usually a, a team looking for a paycheck. But they're going up against a team in Utah State that was a top 25 team a year ago. Uh, it's a team that's got some key guys coming back. So he knows that this is going to be a very competitive opener, very different than what his team has had to go through before. I think at this stage in our program, I probably prefer it. I think where we were before, you know, when we were really young um, and starting to build it, I think you almost wanted that first game to be that you could make some mistakes and still find a way to win and try to play a lot of players. Um, I I think with where we are now, I I think opening up with a game like this is something that we can handle. The focus of preseason camp is much more intense and and much more uh, 
focused, for lack of a better word, when you open with a team that, you know, you put them up. And guys, they, they won 11 games. Uh, they finished the season 21 in the country. You know, their only losses are to Michigan State and Boise State. They won 10 straight football games. Most of those were blowouts. They weren't even competitive games. Um, and then they go to a bowl game and play an excellent North Texas State team, and it's a non-competitive blowout. So th this isn't a team that won squeakers. You know, some of them were. Uh, you know, Colorado State, I think, was a, a tight game. Uh, but for the most part, they, they didn't beat people. They blew people out. And, um, you know, you know our, our players have played group of five teams, whether it be Tulane or, or Memphis or Temple, that have given us everything that we can handle. So there's no question there's a respect level for these guys. And, you know, we have a, a player in the team that was there five years ago when they beat us in a non-competitive game. That's right. Uh, several years back, Wake Forest made the trek to Logan. Utah State won that game. It was a big moment for the Aggies as Wake Forest was – really one of the lowest on the totem pole of all Power 5 schools anywhere in any Power 5 conference. Uh, they have since kind of rebounded under Coach Dave Clawson. They've been to three straight bowl games. They've uh, been a lot more competitive in their league and uh, in some of the things they've been able to do. Uh, so this is a team that's trying to change their culture a little bit and become more of a football team, uh, whereas they've just been a basketball school. And football was just that they had to come along to be a part of the Power Five uh, whole discussion with that uh, with that group. But uh, this is a team too that uh, has a lot of respect for Utah State, and uh, Coach Clawson is not not shy about heaping the praise on the Aggies. Uh, and certainly, his big attention is on number ten for USU, Jordan Love has got his eye, and he's very concerned about what he can do and what his team is going to have to do defensively to try to slow him down or, or get after him. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to disrupt him and not let him get comfortable, and, and we certainly don't want him to have a comfortable pocket because if he gets comfortable back there, it's over. He, he does not miss throws, and he especially doesn't miss deep throws. I mean, this isn't going to be a game that we get beat on a double move and then the quarterback throws it out of bounds or – overthrows the guy by 20 yards. Um, you know, the, the way he throws a deep ball, the way he gets on his toes, it is so smooth and beautiful. And if we weren't playing him, I, I really would enjoy watching the film. And, and mechanically, the way he transfers weight, um, and, and he's a good athlete. Uh, so, but uh, obviously, you can never allow a quarterback like that to get comfortable, and if he does, uh, it, it'll be a long night for us. High respect. Uh, one of the other things that he did say is, uh, we may hear a little bit later on here, that uh, NFL scouts come through camp uh, to scout players, see how well they practice, see what their practice habits are, what do they look like when they're not actually in the game. And he would quiz them about various opponents, different guys that he's going to face, and uh, they all spoke very highly of Jordan Love. I've uh, been to some practices where there were some scouts there for, from NFL teams um, watching various players for the Aggies. So certainly Jordan Love got a lot of people's attention last year with what he was able to do. Questions are, can he build upon that success this season? It's going to be markedly more difficult for him to do that. A less experienced offensive line. The targets that he threw to last year were great talents. 
uh, very good at their positions, very experienced at their positions, and their defenses that he went up against weren't that great. It's going to be very different this season for Jordan Love. So how well can he adapt and stand out uh, and continue to grow and build upon that success that he had and be worthy of all the hype that we're throwing at him uh, so far early before this uh, college football season gets underway. Coming up next, a conversation with somebody also very close with the Wake Forest program. He's their play-by-play announcer, Stan Cotton. He'll join us next to give us his perspective on the matchup coming up on Friday night, some of the changes going on with that Wake Forest team, and uh, who their stars might be, and some of their maybe some of their weaknesses that the Aggies are going to try to take advantage of. That's coming up next here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the end of the heating season and a perfect time to service your fireplace for next season. Get a full inspection and service from one of Advanced Fireplace and Stoves licensed and insured technicians. If you have a quadrifier, pellet, or wood stove, or a heat and glow gas fireplace, or another make, they'll inspect it to make sure it's working properly. Provide a list of items inspected and suggest any repairs. Quadrifier, pellet, and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. If you're living with a respiratory illness and need oxygen therapy, a lightweight portable oxygen concentrator, or a POC for short, is perfect for protecting you from nasty air while you're out and about. They're super easy to travel with, and they're even allowed on airplanes. Right now, at Alpine Home Medical, if you purchase any POC, you'll get an extra travel battery valued at over $400 for free. But that's only at Alpine Home Medical. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Hi, this is Gene Needham of SC Needham Jewelers. I would like to welcome all USU students back to Logan. We are Utah's oldest jewelry store. My sons, Sylvan and JD, now represent our fifth generation of jewelers. We use the newest technology in custom-made rings. Perhaps this is the year you'll get engaged. Visit our website at scneedham.com or simply come to the store in historic downtown Logan, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Dear Vet Ticks, it was nice to spend the night with my daughter and other veterans. It's so humbling to attend an event when you feel appreciated. I had a wonderful time with my family. Thank you for the memories, Vet Ticks. Dear Vet Ticks, thank you for a great experience and for your support of the military and veterans. Thank you so much, Vet Ticks. Our family has gone through a lot the last few years, and this gave us a nice break. Every empty seat at a concert, game, or special event is a missed opportunity to say thank you to a veteran or a service member. By giving your extra tickets to VetTix, you'll help America's heroes reduce stress, strengthen family bonds, and create a truly happy memory that will last a lifetime. So when you really want to say thank you for your service, give the experience, give the memory. VetTix, give something to those who gave. For more information on how you can make a difference, go to VetTix.org. 
It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson with you, continuing on the Full Court Press. It's an in-the-know Wednesday here on the show, getting ready for Utah State at Wake Forest Friday night. Uh, this is a team that's been to numerous bowl games here lately. They're building a winning culture there. Utah State has faced them twice over the last couple of years. Uh, the last one just a few years ago, Utah State really not very competitive in that game. Uh, even though Jordan Love got his first touchdown throw, uh, and he's looking for hopefully more of that for him. But we'll find out more about this Wake Forest team this year, how different they are, and what's going on with their squad as they get ready for Friday as well. Somebody following them very closely that knows the ins and the outs of what's going on with Wake Forest, Stan Cotton. He joins us now in the Full Court Press. He's the play-by-play announcer for the Demon Deacons. Stan, thanks for your time tonight as uh, we try to get more prepared and understanding what this matchup might look like on Friday. You bet. Did you say in the know Wednesday? Uh, yes, that's what we try you to do. You, you, you got the wrong guest on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have the wrong uh, host as well, but we try to pretend. Oh, well, hey, you know, we'll, 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 try, to, we'll, we'll try to put something together here. <laughs> with, uh, with Coach Clausen, uh, classy guy, just from our observations yeah. from on the outside, um, seems to approach things the right way, uh, and is trying to turn some things around there. Wake Forest... Not always known as a great football powerhouse, but trying to make them into a respectable program, bowl games the last couple of seasons. What is different this year about this team than the team last year that kind of had some ups and downs but still made it to a bowl game? Oh, I just think it's probably more of the same, just a little bit older and wiser, hopefully. I mean, the Deeks have won three bowl games in a row, which they've never done in their history, so they'll hopefully... uh, and obviously try to qualify for a fourth bowl and, and, and make some more Wake history. It, it has been a history over the years that has been up and down, but, but Dave Clawson has come in and uh, Wake's made a commitment to facilities that the football program just moved into a brand new uh, facility, which is absolutely top-notch, basketball the same, and that'll be dedicated in a couple of weeks. Um, but I, I just think Back to Coach Clawson, I think he, he's the right man at the right time. Real smart guy, very cerebral guy. He's not one of those coaches that, you know, after the game is like, wow, they did this, and I just had no idea they would do that. Uh, I mean, he, I think he's turned over all the rocks. He's not going to get outsmarted. Um, and he, he's been able to, to find the right kind of player that fits at Wake Forest, and that's a kind of a unique individual. I mean, you got to find the, the people, number one, that can qualify academically to Wake Forest, and that's that's not everybody. And then you got to maintain your eligibility. Then you got to play in one of the toughest leagues in the country with, you know, folks like, you know, Clemson. <laughs> so, uh, but but again, the Deeks have won more than they've lost the th- last three years, and uh, they've got more of a veteran team this time around in 2019 than they have had in the past. They will sprinkle in some young players, but they're young players who are better than the younger players Wake had two, three years ago. So I, I, I think Wake's a, a program that's trending upward, certainly, and they're they're anxious, uh, very anxious about the start of 2019. They're certainly well aware of Utah State, and 
the kind of team that the Aggies have and certainly had a year ago when they went 11 and 2. So uh, this is one of those openers I think that you know might go under the radar a little bit for most folks, but I think it really could be a, a an outstanding football game and and maybe one of the better ones of the three that these two will have played over the last few years. Uh, Coach Klassen this week in his uh, weekly press conference talked about how there is some youth on that defensive line for Wake Forest, but uh, there have been times where it's been young out of necessity, but he feels like it's okay to have youth because they have the talent there, as you've kind of alluded to uh, as well. Is There's not a lot of starts there on that defensive line, but is that should that be a concern or, or the, with uh, what they have there with the talent level and certainly with, with Boogie also at the defensive end slot with his talent coming back, that kind of offset some of that. Well, hopefully Boogie Basham can kind of set the pace for the rest of those younger players. I think he will. He's a Richard Jr. out of out of Virginia. Has all the tools. I mean, he's he's 6'5", about 280, runs really well, uh, and just has, I think, a really high IQ for that position. And, and hopefully uh, he'll be able to, again, kind of lead the, the way, lead by example, and, and bring those younger players along. And uh, again, as, as both you and I and Coach, uh, you mentioned Coach Clawson has alluded to, some of these younger players that will play Friday night, you know, might be they haven't played a whole lot of snaps for the Deeks thus far in their careers, which are a year, two, two and a half years old, you know, something like that. That doesn't mean they're not good players. Um, and again, I think Wake's recruiting has – uh, without question, trended upward over the last two or three years. And these are players that uh, the younger ones, again, we're continuing to talk about that are playing now because they can play. I mean, they can uh, execute. They can do the things that, that Coach um, Clawson and his staff want them to do. They, If this were three four years ago, Wake didn't have the players that could go in there and, and compete at this level and, and, and win games. Uh, you know, that were freshmen, redshirt freshmen. They just didn't have that kind of talent. A little bit different, uh, but then you throw in the kind of the squirrely part about it being an opener, and you just you just never know. I mean, it's one thing to have talent. It's one thing to do well in practice and all those types of things. But when the lights flip on, you play someone uh, from across the country whom you don't know, never seen, all those types of things. You're on television. You know, you just don't know what 18-, 19-year-olds will do. So that's that's part of the fun that all of us will have. We'll be a part of that game on, on Friday night, certainly a part of it that I'm looking forward to. I'm anxious to see, as I'm sure the Utah State fans are anxious to see players maybe they haven't seen a whole lot of compete and play and see if they're going to be the kinds of players uh, that can help these two teams win. There were some uh, some changes with the coach in the coaching staff, if I'm not mistaken, especially where it comes to who's in charge of some of the things defensively. What what are some of those changes, and how do you think that's going to affect what this team looks like for 2019? Well, Coach Grove, rather a Coach Clawson, made a, a, a switch uh, last year, kind of midstream with his defensive coordinator, and brought Lyle Hemphill in, and and uh, Coach Clawson even told me today and he, he said as much yesterday that you know it just feels like they're kind of back to where they want to be um and uh and he, he credits coach Hemphill with that just you know he brings his own personal touch to it but um it was just a change that he felt needed to be made and they're they're practicing better they're communicating well uh 
and, and they're all kind of on the same page and they weren't quite that way, uh, you know, a little over a quarter of the way into the year last year. So he made that change. Things got better defensively. I don't think there's any question about that last year after the change was made. And now you go through off-season workouts, you go through fall camp. Obviously, you had spring practice, uh, too, uh, under Coach Hemphill. So uh, the Deeks defensively you know, should have no issues with where to line up, how to line up, what's expected of them, and all the different kinds of sets. It's just a matter of not, you know, do they have the talent to execute? And I think they, they, I think they do. Uh, again, we're talking to Stan Cotton. He is the play-by-play announcer for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And one more thing about the the defensive side before we talk offensive side for for Wake Forest. A great linebacker in Justin Strenad, uh with the experience that he's had, led the team in tackles last year, captain coming back this year. Uh, what kind of presence does he have on the field, and how well does he command that defensive as a defensive play caller? He's he's just great. I mean, in, in terms of being the kind of player you want to have on your team, he's great in the locker room, great leader, quality person, um, uh, doesn't make heady mistakes. I mean, he's not going to miss assignments, things like that. Uh, and he's just a good football player. I mean, he's he's about six three and a half or so, about two forty. Fifth year senior, been around a long time. There isn't much that he hasn't seen. Uh, as you mentioned, he led Wake in tackles last year, and he's he's just one of those players that has gotten better and better and better every year. And Coach Clawson always says that Wake Forest right now is kind of a developmental program. They they bring in players maybe that not everybody else wants. Uh, they beef them up, they coach them up, and by the time they're, you know, fourth year juniors, fifth year seniors, they they're pretty good football players, and you know that that's part of that trending upward uh, kind of deal that I'm, I'm talking about. And he's a perfect example. Justin Sternad is. Uh, he's he's just a really good football player now, much better than he was three and four uh, years ago. And again, just a great leader to have on that side of the ball. Let's switch and talk about the offense. This was a team that kind of went back and forth on who their quarterback was going to be. Uh, and Newman won the job and finished this, this season. But there were still seemed to be some question marks about who would be the, the quarterback coming into this season. And then a few, just a few weeks ago, uh, Coach Clawson announcing that it will, in fact, be Newman. Uh, what, what does he kind of bring to the table as to why he should be the starter and how can he be as a leader for this team offensively? Well, he's uh, he, he's a big player. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Jordan Love. I mean, he's he's a little bit heavier than than Jordan, maybe fifteen twenty pounds or so. But they're you know, both about six four, big tall guys, and uh, about the same year in school. Newman's a redshirt junior. I think uh, Jordan's a true junior, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that, that's been an interesting uh, story the last couple of years with Jamie Newman and Sam Hartman's the other quarterback's name. They were kind of neck and neck in fall camp last year, and Sam Hartman got the nod, started as a true freshman. Uh, played nine games before getting hurt, and Jamie Newman, by necessity, had to come on and finish the year, and he was nothing less than heroic. I mean, he won games on the road at North Carolina State, on the road uh, at Duke, beat a couple of bowl teams on their home turf, and then uh, led Wake from behind to win to win the bowl game and just, just played very, very well. Got Wake in the right play, made the right throws, uh, didn't make mistakes, didn't try, try to do more than he was capable of doing. Uh, and so you've, you've got Hartman healthy again starting fall camp. 
and this this year, and they were neck and neck again until Newman just flat out won, won the job. So uh, I think Wake has two quarterbacks that are proven can win games at this level, and right now Jamie Newman's a uh, you know a little little uh, uh, taller in the saddle compared to Hartman. That's why he's going to play. And uh, but history has shown Wake Forest over the last several years uh, that they'll need more than one quarterback. Uh, the quarterbacks are called on to run the ball quite a bit. And uh, they've gotten banged up at that position some. So uh, I think you know you, you never want to have a situation where you don't know whom to play. They feel Jamie Newman is is uh, the starter right now. Hartman is the backup. But if Newman goes down, they they feel very good about Sam Hartman and feel that they can win with him too. Another guy that's going to be carrying the lo- the rock a lot, Cade Carney, thousand yard rushing uh, season a year ago, coming in as a very experienced and, and quality running back. But it looks like there may be other running backs to get into the mix. Will he carry most of the load most of the time, or does will we see this kind of by committee? I wouldn't say committee. Uh, Kate Kearney, without question, is, and I don't know if I'd call him the feature back, but he's the number one back. But without question, Christian Beal Smith uh, is going to play. He's going to carry the ball on Friday night, too, and it wouldn't shock me if they went three deep at that spot with a, a true freshman, Kenneth Walker, who's played very, very well uh, this fall camp. He's a guy out of Tennessee that's just come in and said, look, I, I'm good enough, and, and he has proven it with the way he's played. And I uh, don't know if he'll carry the ball Friday night, but it certainly wouldn't shock me if he did. But Kate Carney's the guy, no question about it. As you mentioned, over 1,000 yards last year. Uh, he's he's kind of a mixture I mean, he's kind of got a fullback's body, but he's got enough speed to be a, a running back, a tailback, and you know he's got no problem in lowering that shoulder and running over people. Yet his, his feet are quick enough to get to the outside too. So, uh, and and Kearney, a captain, much like Justin Sternad, we talked about him defensively. Kate Kearney uh, probably would be voted on by his teammates as the best kid on the team. Just a terrific citizen, good student, smile on his face every day, just a pleasure to be around. And, and on top of that, a really good kind of throwback type of a hard-nosed football player. And uh, the Deeks are certainly glad he's on their side. You'll you'll see an awful lot of him, uh, number 36, on Friday night. This is a team that uh, has some experience coming back at the wide receiver position, but are they the real targets for, for Jamie Newman? And how much are they – uh, passing the ball around and some of those guys that we need to be watching for? Well, they'll throw it around a lot, and uh, probably the deepest position group on the team is receiver, if you include the slot receivers and the wideouts. Uh, Sage Surratt, big tall guy, redshirt sophomore, uh, coming out of high school, was uh, the top high school football player and basketball player in North Carolina. Chose to play football. His brother is quarterback at North Carolina. But he's a terrific player. Scotty Washington, big, tall kid, 6'5", 50-year senior, probably have a shot to play in the NFL. Uh, has, has had some injuries over his career, but he's healthy, ready to go. Uh, Greg Dorch is a guy that the Deeks do not have this year, left after a couple of years to go into the NFL. Looks like he's going to make the Jets roster, and uh, God's probably going to fill in for him. His name's Kendall Hinton, and he's a former starting quarterback for Wake. Uh, and he's got a lot of wiggle in in his step too. When he gets the ball in his hands, 
he can really go. He's a strong guy. He'll break a lot of tackles. And then there's just a bunch of other names of guys that will probably play. As I mentioned, that's just a real deep position group, the receivers. So, and I don't want to forget the tight end, too. Jack Prudenthal's a fifth-year senior, has caught a lot of balls uh, in, in, in his stay in Winston-Salem. So uh, ball's going to be in the air a lot uh, with Wake Forest. They play quickly, or at least they, they want to have the threat of playing quickly, and they really can uh, go in a hurry and, and, and put defenses kind of on their heels with the way they snap the ball so quickly. So ball's going to be thrown in the air a lot, and then hoping that'll uh, you know get the defense stretched a little bit for Carney in the run game, and we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, the two teams that like to play with pace. This will be uh, yeah. not a lot of time for you to work other things in if you have to. Don't don't go to the concession stand if you're at the game, and don't put the <laughs> radio down either. Yeah, that's right. You might miss something. Uh, so beyond just you know what we're going to see on on Friday, just what what changes do you see from the last time these two teams faced each other two years ago? How different do you see Wake Forest? We know that Utah State obviously there's changes with the coaching staff and and key players, yeah. but two years ago it was a blowout for Wake Forest. Uh, they they just took care of business easily, and USU had a hard time. Do you see this one playing out any differently? Well, I think this. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout uh, either way, although Utah State was in a lot of games that weren't competitive last year. You know, uh, they were just so good and scored so many points. I mean, they're pushing 50 points a game last year. Wake was at about 33 points a game. Just looking at some of their numbers, uh almost identical uh, in the red zone with uh, the number of times in the red zone and the numbers of touchdowns. Uh, Wake Forest not as efficient uh, as Utah State last year uh, on, on third down. Uh, and Wake really on third and long, uh, you know, was, you know, ha- had some issues. But uh, Wake's been a team that over the last couple of years has, has broken a lot of school records offensively. Uh, they've moved the ball. They've put it in the end zone. They, they've uh, thrown the ball around a lot, as I mentioned, and they've just been really, really good on that side of the ball. They put a lot of pressure on defenses. They did so a couple of years ago against the Aggies, and I think they'll they'll do it again. Now, I think Utah State's going to do the same to Wake. So, I, you know, this is, you know, if, if you look at it on paper, <clears throat> yeah, I think most people would agree that, you know, it's going to be a high-scoring game and a competitive game likely it goes to the fourth quarter and should be a lot of fun to be a part of. So that that's what I'm looking for anyway. I, I'd be shocked if it were any different. You talk about putting pressure on the defense, what the offenses can do. What about the defense? How much is it a pressure team that Wake Forest defensively, is their mindset, how do they like to attack opposing offenses? Well, they like to mix it up. You know, they, they've got to get a pass rush on Jordan Love. I mean, he's just you look at his numbers. I mean, he just doesn't miss throws. If if the receivers, if the Aggies are open, he hits them. I mean, he just so you got to make him uncomfortable. Problem is, he runs really well too uh, when he has to. And they're they've spent so much time talking about Jordan Love and and you know the rest of the Aggie opponents will too. He's just one of those players who's probably going to play in the NFL, no question. And uh, we'll we'll you know hopefully uh, game one he he won't be as uh as much as like his old self as he will in weeks four or five when wake won't care what he's doing but um but you know they'll just try to mix it up get a pass rush on him and and you know the Deeks have some some good defensive backs they cover well they got two terrific corners uh, bassey and henderson are really really good bassey probably will get most of the press uh you know they're, they're, they've been around bassey's a senior henderson's a fifth-year senior so uh you know 
we'll see. You know, that that's kind of been, you know, if you ask offense or defense, the defense has been the Achilles heel of Wake um, the last couple of years. But uh, again, as we talked about right at the top, better players uh, have been put in there year after year after year. And, and even though a lot of these players defensively uh, look young, haven't played a lot of snaps, I think they're good players. Now, how they respond to, to game action and, and, and a really good opponent like Utah State, you know, that remains to be seen. So, you know, it's a good mix of, of uh, older players and some of those young, young, talented guys, and hopefully they'll play together on Friday night and uh, put up a good front. We'll see. They'll have to. I mean, I, I we certainly expect Utah State to move the ball. Just can't let them run up and down the field. Stan, it's been a pleasure getting to know a little bit more about uh, the, the matchups on the field and some of the maybe stuff that happens on the sidelines as well with this matchup. Uh, a lot of us are excited about this one. Two teams that kind of evenly matched in a lot of different ways and similar styles. So I think it could be a really, really exciting game. We're looking forward to it and wish you the best of luck on your broadcast on Friday. Appreciate that and uh, certainly glad to host all the folks from Utah who might be coming. I know it's a long trip, but uh, pretty part of the country and safe travels to all the Aggie fans and uh, hope their experience is a good one on Friday night, just not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You bet. Stan Cotton, play-by-play announcer for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Thanks so much for your time tonight, Stan. You bet. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll get into a few more things. Uh, getting the, in the know for the matchup on Friday uh, got some more comments from Coach Clausen. His thoughts about uh, the Aggies and what they're going to face Friday night. Again, kickoff for us here, six o'clock. And uh, there are some issues with the ACC network in our part of the area. Uh, sounds like the best option is to go YouTube Live or YouTube TV. We'll get into more details about that, as well as gotten some questions on Twitter about that. We'll continue to answer those, clear up any confusion. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Are you looking for a better interest rate on your bank accounts or checking account? then Lewiston State Bank has the answer for you. This is Robert Stevenson, and I'm here to tell you about our MyRate checking account. It is a free checking account that can earn a high interest rate on the first $25,000. This rate is even higher than most savings accounts. So stop by and visit me at our Logan branch on 3rd South and Main, or go to our website at ls-bank.com and ask us how you can qualify for this high interest rate on your checking account. Lewiston State Bank, a division of People's Intermountain Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Sean Hamblin, the Serta Mattress Rep for the state of Utah. I have a special Labor Day offer found exclusively at Fisher Home Furnishings. This is the first time ever Serta has offered discounts on all iComfort mattresses plus a free premium adjustable base. That's right, savings up to $400 off and receive a free premium adjustable base with head up, foot up, wireless remote with any iComfort purchase. This is a limited time offer found exclusively at Fisher Home Furnishings Labor Day Sale. If you or someone you love is struggling with opioid addiction, here are two things you should know. First, treatment using methadone can reduce cravings for opioids and reverse withdrawal symptoms. Second, methadone treatment works best when it's combined with behavioral intervention. Intermountain Healthcare's Dayspring program in Logan provides both. Visit intermountaindayspring.org to learn more. That's intermountaindayspring.org. For over 30 years, New Horizons Beauty College has been helping hundreds and hundreds of students learn a lifetime career. They come to New Horizons Beauty College to learn cosmetology, but leave with new friends and skills that will last a lifetime. Students come from Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming and receive amazing instruction. Then go on to work in or create their own salons all over. For more than 30 years, New Horizons Beauty College has been making friends of clients and students. Visit them today to experience the difference yourself. 
New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan. Summer's cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Since 1989, Trees for the Future has planted over 155 million trees around the world through the support of individuals like you. Together, we train farmers to plant and manage forest gardens that sustainably feed families, raise incomes, and revitalize the earth. Join Trees for the Future in planting trees that end hunger, poverty, and deforestation. Find out more by visiting trees.org radio. That's T-R-E-E-S dot O-R-G slash radio. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson with you on a Wednesday. It's an in-the-know in Wednesday here on the Full Court Press. We'll continue this through the season with the college football and Utah State basketball seasons as they unfold, getting you ready for the the uh, opponents that they're going to be facing. Kind of doing some opposition research, if you will. What do the opponents have to say about USU? What do we know about them Getting into diving a little bit deeper into the statistics, the numbers, the people that are involved. And great conversation there with Stan Cotton. Appreciate his time, the play-by-play announcer for Wake Forest. Things that stand out to me from that, they do have some youth, but they believe in those youth. It's uh, They have more talent at the, some, some of those positions than in years past when they had to go to youth because of necessity. I feel like they can go to some of the youth at key positions because of talent. That this is a team that plays with pace, similar to USU, and it's a team that's going to want to pressure and get after Jordan Love. So how does Utah State take advantage of that? How well do they pick up the pressure defensively? And how well do they get them into making mistakes with some of the youth that they do have and inexperience that they do have? Even though they may be skilled, experience does matter. Uh, so how does Utah State take advantage of it. So those are some of the be the big keys for this game coming up on Friday. Again, there's some been some questions about the availability of this game for USU. It was broadcast or announced earlier on that it would be carried on the ACC network. It's a brand new network. They've had numerous problems getting it off the ground, getting it launched. It uh, allegedly just started being available in the last week, but the Utah State game's not showing up. Uh, and uh, some people have said they're having some problems figuring out if it's available. Uh, numerous people that I know have reached out to their DirecTV representatives, or called DirecTV uh, Direct, and have uh, been told that it's, the Utah State game is not going to be available in our area. If that changes. If someone else has heard anything different from that, I'd love to hear it and pass it along. 
that is, uh, fortunately, that's not the only option. So it will be carried online, YouTube TV. They do have a free a free trial that you can do for seven days. You can sign up for. Make sure you cancel after the or before the seven days expires. You're going to get dinged. You'll get charged. Uh, Hulu is also going to be carrying the game. Sling uh, is going to be carrying it as well, all online. So find a laptop, find a smartphone, find a smart TV that you can mirror uh, a device with so you can watch it on television. But uh, from what we have been hearing and gathering, uh, there may be some issues if you're trying to find it on DirecTV. So just pass that along. If that changes, let us know. Uh, and if we know before you do, absolutely, we will pass that along and make sure as many people uh, are aware will know that. Uh, we have also, we've heard that there's going to be a big watch party for the game on the quad up at Utah State Friday night. So if you're looking for a place to watch the game, if you're having trouble finding it or accessing it, that is a, a good alternative. Watch it with a bunch of other Aggie friends. Back to this game coming up on Friday night. Coach Clausen, classy guy, smart coach, uh, always seems to perform just a little bit better than where they were predicted to be in their preseason uh, rankings. When the you know these everybody puts out where you think the different teams in a conference are going to finish. Uh, this year they're picked uh, seventh, so not not super high on the list. Uh, every year they're picked middle of the pack or or lower part of the pack in the ACC, and they've they've pretty much exceeded that those preseason rankings every year, not by wide margins, however. Um, excuse me, they were picked sixth this year. But uh, the last couple of years, seventh for three straight years, then fifth, and then sixth the last two. That was what they predicted. And in actuality, tied for sixth, sixth, fourth, back in 2016, third, although they say third, <laughs> media guide in the press release. Thirth, I like that. In 2017, uh, they were tied for third in 17. That's when the Aggies faced them there in Winston-Salem. Last year, they were tied for fifth. Uh, where do they finish this year? Don't quite know, but it's going to be a good matchup on Friday night. And here's some comments from Dave Clausen. Uh, just an overall f- just thoughts that he has about Utah State and some of the challenges that the Aggies pose for the Deacons and how concerned he is about this matchup. You know, Utah State, you know, they, they certainly have earned our respect. Uh, we have great respect for their program. Uh, of all the teams on our schedule, uh, only Clemson at 15-0 and won more games than Utah State did a year ago, uh, going 11-2 and and, and having a great. And uh, a lot of times maybe when there's a head coaching change, you know, you would maybe hope for a little transition. Th- this is a little different. Um, in a lot of ways, the, the person who initially built the program and the architect of the program <laughs> came back. Um, so, you know, Coach Anderson did a great job of building Utah State up, um, you know, in the, the late, you know, 2008, 9, 10, 11, that era, 12. And then, uh, you know, he's a guy that has been a head coach at two Power Five programs, you know, did a great job at Wisconsin and then moved on to Oregon State. So it's certainly this is not a new head coach or somebody that doesn't know what he's doing or the school he's at. I mean, yeah, certainly that is a 
interesting part of the dynamic of this Utah State team and what they have uh, on the sidelines for them. Even though it is a new coach, it's not like facing a new, inexperienced coach in some uh, new environment. Uh, but also there's interesting comments that he has about how Utah State has done with creating turnovers. We mentioned that earlier, that la- last time these two teams faced each other, USU had zero turnovers, and that was a season where USU struggled to get any, period. Last year they got them in bunches, and Dave Clawson very aware of that and concerned about how Utah State can get interceptions. They rush the passer. They don't let a quarterback set his feet. They force the quarterback into off-balance throws. Um, and they're good in the secondary. You know, they, uh, they will challenge you now, and they are really good up front, and they have depth. I mean, if you look at it, they have, you know, a bunch of older guys, and even, you know, some of their backups played against us uh, two years ago. I mean, they, they've got seven or eight guys up front that have played that are veterans. Um, they didn't lose much up front on defense, and they're, they're talented, and they're physical, and, I mean, they... they this is not a team that you're going to be able to take your five steps, gather, double gather, and go through progressions. Um, and I think turnovers, interceptions always start with the pass rush. It's always the secondary that gets credit for it. Uh, but teams that, that create picks, it's because they get pressure and you know they force the quarterback to throw the ball before he wants. Remember, uh, this Wake Forest team has a couple offensive linemen that are young and inexperienced, but they do have some that do have a lot of experience. You know, Justin Heron is a graduate transfer. Uh, they've got uh, Nathan Gilliam, who's a fifth-year senior, and Jake Benzinger, who is a fifth-year senior, uh, senior on the line. Center is a, is a redshirt sophomore. Left guard is a redshirt sophomore as well. So there is some youth and inexperience so can that Utah State defensive front, which is going to be the strength of USU this year, how well can they be disruptive? How well can they get after Newman to force him into making some mistakes and rushing his throws or making some bad reads and bad choices? Uh, that is going to be one of the biggest keys for me, that one-on-one lineup or matchup on the, in the trenches. How well can Utah State get after him, use their strength, against uh, some key holes that there's not a lot of experience in that offensive line. Anyway, it's going to be fun to continue to break it down. We'll get into a few more details uh, tomorrow and on Friday. We'll continue to get more details about how the storylines are unfolding. If anything changes with the broadcast and how to find it, we'll let you know if anything develops there as well. Uh, and tomorrow also getting you ready for the big showdown and the doubleheader up on the Merlin Olson Field, a high school football doubleheader with Logan and Preston starting at 6, Skyview versus Shelley at about 20 minutes after the first game concludes. So not exactly sure when that'll be, maybe closer to 8.30, we think. Not quite sure, but go in to watch both games. Seven bucks gets you into both games. Really cheap ticket to watch two great football games unfold uh, in one venue, there will be concessions, there will be bathrooms, so it should be a really cool experience, especially for these high school kids to uh, participate on the field and everything else that goes with it, with the cheerleaders and the bands and everything that's going on. And a couple people could win hundred grand if you make a, a field goal, so it uh, should be a lot of fun. And then on Friday, a lot of other high school games in tow in Region 11 and beyond. We'll continue to break that down, what those key matchups are. Um, and our pick six can come back tomorrow as well. So stay tuned. 
So we'll continue to break down the details. We'll have the uh, podcast available for tonight's show with the comments from the coaches, players, and uh, Stan Cotton as well on our website, 1069fm.com. Have a great night, everybody.